John Brandian, professional comedian for more than 30 years. And I'm Amanda McKinney, John's daughter for more than 30 years. Our family believes laughing is a learned behavior, and we want to teach you how we do it. So welcome to the kitchen table of the comedian next door. Okay, you're here at the table, neighbor, and I hope you know CPR. I'm, and I'm the Heimlich. choking. I just started coughing. Just as the music was ending, I okay. started coughing. And Here's we could have paused it, but we didn't. Here's the rule for the kids at the table. Don't scoot your microphones on the table because it goes thunk, 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 thunk in our ears. Joining us uh, off the bat is Cammy, who is recently 10, and Colin. So Cameron and Colin are here for some reason. I don't even know why How old here. are you, Colin? Seven. Okay, so those are these are my two kids. You're probably going to have a hard time telling them apart on the podcast. Two of your four kids. They sound alike. Cammy, say something. Say seven. Seven. Try to do. sound like Colin. Seven. <laughs> seven. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty similar. <laughs> sound the same. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the reason is because the reason I have them here today is because. Um, I want to start off some of our episodes with a little game, a little family game, and it can be a different game each time, but today I want to see how Cammie and Colin do with that one game that Tabby and I were playing on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. That was Colin trying to sound like Cammie, I think? No. No? I was not trying to sound like Cammie. He just likes (laughs) being on the podcast. He doesn't have to try to sound like Cammie. He wants to say... You just want as to much contribute. as you can. Okay. So you guys weren't in the room, but Aunt Tabby explained to me on Sunday that she and Joe like to play a game in the car when they take trips. And the game is that on the count of three, they try to say the same word. They'll just say any random word that co- pops into their head, and they try to make it the same word. Usually that doesn't happen. But Not usually, if you, based on whatever word you say, then you count to three again, and you try to say the same word that has something to do with the words that you said before. Does that make sense? So the first, your first two words are going to be random, and then whatever those words are, you're going to count to three again, and then both of you are going to try to say the same word depending by putting those two words together and whatever you... Colin, stop squishing your microphone. Whatever okay. you think about. So here's what happened. On Sunday, Aunt Tabby and I both said one, two, three. And then I said spoon, and she said fast food. Fast food. And said so fast food. I said spoon at the same time she said fast food, which obviously isn't the same word. So then we had to come up with a word. Oh, actually, that's not true. We had to do it in two rounds because we messed up the first time. I said fork, and she said something i don't know what it was we ended up with spoon and fast food then we ended up with spoon and fast and so so then they had spoon and fast food and then they counted to three one two three and they both said a word that was the same word so what would you say if you have spoon and fast food cammy what would go together with spoon and what do you think of when you think Think of of a word in your brain and don't say it out loud is there a word you can think of that has to do with spoon and fast food and colin same thing think of think of a word What's fast food? Like like fast food would be like if you go Maybe out to a restaurant. A restaurant. Spoon? Restaurant food? Fast spoon? 
No, like a word that has to do with both of those words. Like something that has to do with fast food and spoon. And fast food. Can you think of a word? Wait, don't say it. If you think of something, just think in your brain. I got one. I got one. Okay, I'm going to count to three. And then you say what you think of, Cammie. Say the word at the same time. If you think of a word, too, you can say it, too. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. Ice cream. Milkshake. Oh, she said two. She said two. And he said milkshake. Which is a good one. But but Aunt Tabby and I both said ice cream at the same time. You did. We did, so yeah. we won. But you get three chances to say the same word. But that was good. She said soup. Yes. Which you, was the other word that we thought could have word. been said reasonably. And he said milkshake. Which is like, which is ice cream. I tried to no, I said fruit milkshake, but it's fast food. But also with a spoon kind of thing, like a fast milkshake sometimes. Right. Fruit, fruit, fruit milkshake. Wait, no, no, fruit milkshake. Milkshake. <laughs> steak and shake. Steak and shake. Okay, so that's the idea. So I'm going to count to three. You guys think of a random word this time. I'm going to count to three, and then you say your word at the same just, time. Just one word. Okay. Do you have a word in your brain? Even though Cammy or yeah. Tabby said fast food. I do have a word. Oh, did I say? So oh, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to count to three. Ready? One, two, three. Toot. Okay, you said what? Toot. Toot, of course. <laughs> she said. What did you say, Elsa? Elsa. Oh, this is going to be hard. Okay, now you have to think of a word that has to do with toot and Elsa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you have one? <laughs> wait, wait, I, don't say it. I do. Okay, Colin has one. <laughs> Cammie, the idea is to think of the same word as Colin, so you have to think like uh. your brother. <laughs> I should have said Star Wars. Okay, uh, think of one. Uh, please don't. So I was supposed to say something that has both of them. That words. has to do with both of them. Colin, put your microphone down. Creating sort of an sort of a verbal Venn diagram. And like it has to be the same word as Colin. Yes, whatever you think Colin is thinking right now. He said, "I got one." So what is Colin thinking right now? I think I got one. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Elsa's toot. Elsa's toot. Was that what you were thinking? <laughs> that's the same. You're supposed to say it at the same time. Well, that's the same words that they already said. Right, and it's also violating the rules of they the game. They may be a little young for this. Yeah. Should should Grandpa and I play around? Yeah, well, probably. Okay. Can we go? Oh, do you, no. you don't, you don't you want to listen to us so that you can learn how to do it? No. You can go after this. This is just a quick warm-up for the podcast. You have to sit and We're listen to us play this game. We're going to stop recording for us. No, okay. Grandpa and I are going to keep after talking this. after this. All right, so you're okay. going to count to three, and we're going to say a word. Yeah, I have to think of a word. Okay, I got one. Ready? One, two, three. Paint. Shock. <gasps> That's weird. Did you say paste? I said paint. Paint. Paint and chalk, which are already pretty close. Okay. Okay, I got one. Uh, Let me see. Paint and chalk. Colin is monkeying around with his equipment. You he can't help it. He cannot help it. it. It's right in front of him. He has to monkey with it. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I think I'm ready. I don't want to talk. Okay, one. So you got paint and chalk. One, two, three. Color. Really? Yeah. You said art? Art and color? Yeah. Did you say collar? I've heard of chalk. color. I think chalk paint is So now we have to do art and color. We're not going to win. I need Tabby. I need Tabby in here. Okay, I got one. I'm sorry. I'm pointing out our art and color. Okay, 
Okay. One, two, three. Crayon. Rainbow. Are you serious? <laughs> what did okay. he say? We lose. What did he say? He said rainbow and I said crayon. Okay, you guys have to go. Colin is driving me up the wall with his touching the microphone. Colin it's sounds just like bump, 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 yeah. bump. Go on. You can turn it down. That's true. I could. Then he there. Could. Now he's muted. <laughs> Colin is muted. And now, now he's quiet. And now he's mouthing words at us. You, nobody can hear you now. I turned off your mic because you were monkeying around with the microphone, and it was going thump, 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 thump. I told you that it was, it was bumping. You were detracting can't play from the, the professionalism. Yeah, well, we're done with the game anyway. We just no. that was just our game. intro for today. We failed. Can we do one more thing? Like what? Like one more game. Like what? Like another round. Another round. Do you want to play with me real quick? You should play yes. with your mom. Okay, I'll count to three. Grandpa will count, and I'm going to say the three first word that Cammie I think of. And and the peaches are going to yell out the first word that they think of. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Flower. What'd you say? Flower. Flower. What'd you say? And I said shoe. Flower and shoe. Flower and shoe. Ooh, this is hard. Give you a second. Um, Flower and shoe. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. This is still going to be, I'm not going to get the same thing. What am I thinking, Cammie? <laughs> Are you ready? No, I don't have, have You got a word? No. It always takes forever. Flower and shoot. One. Are you ready? Does it have to be one word? Mm-hmm. What? It can be a compound word. Yeah. It can. Mm-hmm. Ready? No. Just say just say the first word that pops in your head with flower and shoe. Ready? One, two, three. Rainbow. Cinderella shoe. <laughs> Cinderella. Did you say rain boot? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Really? Because of Emmy's boot? Yeah. Yeah. So we would have won that one. Uh, of course. It doesn't count. This is me and Cammie having to track. Okay, so you've got Cinderella's shoe and rain boot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Cinderella's got flowers on All right, I got one more word that I think of from those I two. I want to do one other Yes. Do you have one? Just say the first thing that comes into your head. Ready? One, two, three. Blue. Oh, we were close. Blue and glass. Yeah, you were on the similar. We're close. Yeah, I think she was. I think she was getting there. She was thinking of Cinderella's shoe being blue, and I was thinking. No, you were chasing me on them, which is like blue. Yeah, it's better to not think too much sometimes. It's better. It's always better to not think too much. All right. (laughs) Go ahead and, uh, Colin, you should go get dressed. The kids have a performance tonight of Winnie the Pooh. I know, I still have a 30 minute video plus like. Tell them to get tickets and go, Colin says, our Uh little promo guy. Yeah. By the time this airs, it will be over. Grandpa, are you sure that you can't make it today? I cannot make it today. I don't have tickets for today. I have tickets for tomorrow. I just told you, they can't. Can't buy tickets. It'll be over by then. Right. So go get dressed. So, but I will be there. I will be there tomorrow, cheering, standing on my chair, clapping. <laughs> All right. No, please don't do that. Go on. I will. Go. I'll stand on my chair. Go we, finish your school. We don't have any. Can't you don't we have can't chairs. The, we can't do the paperwork for you to bust your head open. Oh, she can't. Oh, do that's her. Pa- that's her director's <laughs> joke. We can't do the paperwork if you d- bust. If your you head bust open. your head open, and that's what she told me. Yeah, the directors say that to the kids when they're climbing on stuff. 
We don't want you to get hurt. We can't afford the paperwork. I see. So when I said I would stand on the chair, she, she said, said you can't, can't do the paperwork yeah. if you bust your head open. That's pretty good. Yep. Pretty good. Um, all right. Well, welcome. Welcome, Carl. It's been a uh, it's been a busy week. I've been running around this week mm. doing stuff. And uh, I have a I have a thing for uh, good grief. That uh, good grief. All right, here it is. Um, going to church is generally touted as good for the soul, Peach. Um, but there's also evidence church attendance can be good for your health, unless that is. You are a woman at a church that bars women from preaching and other leadership roles. So there is a study uh, published in the American Sociological Review has found that women who attend churches with such restrictions report worse health than those who attend churches with women in leadership roles. So going to church mm-hmm. where if you're a woman and you go to church and you're not allowed to preach, it's actually hurting you. Right. Well, is that because listening to women bellyache all the time gives you a headache? <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> We found that women uh, experience a health benefit from religious participation relative to non-participants only when they attend religious institutions that are gender-inclusive and allow women to hold meaningful leadership roles within the congregation. Uh, Women who attend sexist congregations have the same health as those who do not attend religious services at all. So... You're better off. You're, it, it makes no difference if you go to church and you're not allowed to preach. Right. Then you I, might as well stay home from church. I want to know how big the control group is on the on the male-only leadership because I don't even think I can... Like, do they count children's ministries and things like that? Like, I don't even think I can think of a church anywhere that doesn't have women in some type of a leadership role these days. Well, that's that's the thing. When they, they were talking about leadership roles, and I, I think their definition of leadership role is fairly narrow. I mm-hmm. don't think I don't think that they would consider, uh, you know, a, a woman who basic who who cooks, right? You know, for the congregation or for a Bible study or something like that. I don't think that they would see that as a leadership role. I think they would see that as a doormat, subservient role. the The only thing that defines leadership is the. Uh, is, is preaching basically are they able to get the job that they want are they right. able to go in and say i'm applying for this job and if you don't give it to me you're a sexist and have that work and then right <laughs> and then feel good about themselves uh, afterwards right well it's it's a uh, it's, it's yeah the, it's the job that they want not necessarily the job that needs to be done right or the job that they're qualified for. Or the job that they're good at, right? It's, uh, it's a job that they want to be. But but I, I thought it was interesting that this study was uh, was demonstrating that they have, that it affects their health. And the article doesn't really go on to explain, you know, what that means. They, I mean, they, they haven't shown any sort of oh, data about... Oh, I guarantee about, it, means me- it means mental health. I guarantee well, you. Well, yeah, but that was my point. It's, it yeah. doesn't show that they were like... They have more brittle bones, no, or they. It's got to talk. Have, it's got to be talking sinus about infections more often. Self-reported, if they like <laughs> st- it's talking about self-reported levels of happiness, and oh, yeah, how yeah, much are you? How much would you rank yourself? You know, on a scale of one to ten, when it comes to general satisfaction with your 
life. When I go to church and I don't get to preach, uh, my allergies flare up. Right. No, like health these days in the United States is pretty much only talking about mental health. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I thought. But it, anyway, I thought that it was... I thought that it was uh, potentially something that could be th- that we might be able to help some women. If this is if this is uh, a, a woman that you know who's struggling, who's in, who's in bad health because she's not allowed to preach every once in a while in some sort of a formal capacity, then um, I think that I think the best thing to do would be to define what you, what you mean by by health. And uh, at some point, um, it's it's healthy to to kind of get over yourself. So and, you're going to offer to tell jokes about them, and you think that that's going to give that's going to make them report higher levels of satisfaction with their life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's gonna it's gonna report higher level. Some people who uh, who, who learn how to joke about stuff like this will will report higher levels of satisfaction. Yeah, but the types of women who are demanding leadership roles are not the types. They're not. But they're not listening to, to this podcast either. Yeah. So uh, I could we can tell Carl. By the way, if you're listening, you're our neighbor, Carl. Hi, Carl. And uh, we can tell Carl how to laugh at these people. But that's only going to reduce the amount of satisfaction that they have with their job. And and how you... It gives them more to complain about, in fact. They will actually use that as evidence of just how hard their lives are and how oppressed they are. Well, the study actually says that you are... They they have the same health issues as people who don't go to church at all. Um, And that just seems... That just seems funny to me. If you you would... um, if you would require people to maybe take their temperature or um, look for some sort of rash that's broken out mm-hmm. and then maybe suggest them think, Oh man, I've, I've just had this, I've had this flare up of uh, gout of gout. Yeah. I've had a gout flare up and you could say, and I, I don't know what to do with it. Say, to say, well, why don't you skip church for a couple of weeks and see if it clears up? No, I thought you were going to say maybe you should get your sister to preach. <laughs> well, that might, yeah. yeah. If you, if you, but I, I don't know. Yeah, you suppose that it would that it would have that effect if yeah. you, if there was a woman preacher that that would affect all of the women. Male pattern baldness is a problem in this congregation, so I think we're going to have to have like a week revival where. Susie Homemaker gets up, <laughs> opens her Bible. some hellfire and brimstone sermons. Yep. And that'll... And fixes it all. And the men will start growing hair, and the women will get rid of their gout. Yes. And their uh, crow's feet around their eyes. Yes. And their... Uh, Likely. Whatever. Whatever sort of health issues you're facing. Right. Acid indigestion. Uh, lactose in intolerance. Yep. Diabetes. <laughs> Restless leg syndrome. <laughs> All of that clears up. Nothing. All of that cleared up when Sister Susie started preaching. Nothing works as well as having a woman in the pulpit. <laughs> you can't buy that over the counter. Right. You can only get that at church. And if Susie doesn't preach, then um, then stay home. Yeah. It's not going to help you get over it. But I just don't have any. I don't have any patience for these sociological research <laughs> that's, studies. That's why we're talking in the about first it. place? Because like. What is that? Who are they asking? And what are they asking? It's always the questions. The questions are always manipulative. Promise you, if you ask me, if I go to a congregation where there's a woman who's ordained, first of all, I'm not going to stay there. And so you're not going to be able to get an accurate 
you know, measure of my mental health when I'm in that. Well, how do you stay healthy then? If you if you don't go to a church where there's women in leadership, right. how, is, how is it that you are because as healthy as you are? I laugh at those women and it keeps me young. <laughs> right, but there's a study, Peach. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm, sh- I'm pointing right. to this study. Yeah. As uh, and it it contradicts your lived experience, quite frankly. There's yeah. no reason that you should be as healthy as you are given the the draught, the the what's what's the word when when there's a lack of something. Well, but again, I have I I've long been convinced that the women in our church and in most churches are the ones de facto in leadership. So again, I don't know what measures they're using. I mean, I know for a fact that when a woman gets all in a whirl, you know, when a woman gets all emotional and gets upset and marches into the church office and demands action, she's going to get it. I mean, there I cannot even remember the last time somebody that a woman was ignored. I can't remember the last time she was ignored when she was upset, and I right. can't remember the last time she was called out when she was doing something wrong. When, I mean, when she was upset. When does like that ever cover, happen? Yeah, you went too far. I have heard, I, I graduated from two different Baptist schools, Baptist high school and a Baptist college, and I've been in church my entire life, and I cannot, I cannot even think of a time when it wasn't considered a really funny, partially true joke when men will say, well, yeah, you know, men are the head of the household, but women are the neck. <laughs> that's that's just like standard standard hilarious truisms in the evangelical world you know are women okay with that are women okay with being the neck oh they often say that yeah. oh yeah we know how it is i let him i let him have the title but i'm the one who's really in charge you know right i tell him where to go well but that's not scientifically that's not how it works i mean your neck doesn't tell your head, head is, where to go right the head is still in the brain uh, the, it still houses the brain, which tells the neck what to do. Okay, that's not what they mean. <laughs> well, and you're gonna because, have to you're gonna have that's to defer because they're to silly the women. women that shouldn't be making yeah, up. You're gonna have to defer to the women about what yeah. they mean. It's like, well, it doesn't matter. If you can you can be the neck. It's still controlled by the head. It's yeah. not the other way around. Yeah, but that's not what I wanted to talk about today. <laughs> I was gonna save that for another time because I've got an analogy that was brought to our attention. But I have to actually go find it in order to, because I don't remember the guy who gave the sermon. It was actually a man. Uh-huh. And who it, gave the head versus neck? No, it was a different version. He gave the gate. Jesus is the oh, gate. Oh, yeah. Are we, did you want to talk about that? It doesn't really fit today. Maybe I can put that in Peaches in a Whirl, which comes next, right? Yeah, it does. But I don't want to be... Well, first of all, we, we've gotten a few uh, emails, and we're going to get to some more of them. But we've gotten a few emails from uh, Carl. And he doesn't like the new format, and that's cool. We uh, we knew that there was going to be some some uncomfortableness whenever whenever we discomfort. change anything. Discomfort, uncomfortability, uncomfortabilization, uncomfortablenessism, and uh, it's okay. You're allowed to not like the new format. Um, we're going to from time to time go back to the old format and go off the rails. But uh, this new format is here to stay. We're still tweaking it. We've we added apparently we added a game at the beginning of the podcast that well, I kind of fun wasn't consulted on. I kind of thought my kids would be tracking better than that. I thought they'd have a sibling thing like Tabby and I had a sibling yeah. thing, and they may someday once they figure it but out. Right now, I think that the concept is a little it's a little much it's a little much for them. And I think with some practice, they can get good at it. Uh, probably, but you're talking about a. You're talking about abstract thinking at a pretty high level when you're 
when you've basically got two categories and you're asking, okay, where is the overlap between these two um, different ideas? That's a pretty hard thing to come up with if you're a kid. Right. I know, but I have some really smart kids, Dad, yeah. and they've been around humor their whole lives. I'm not saying they're not smart. I'm saying that they just don't have the capacity yet to to do that level of in-depth. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Cammie was close. She said Cinderella and shoe and mm-hmm. blue, which I mm-hmm. think was pretty close to glass. I think we were real... You think so? You think blue and glass are close enough together that you're going to give her credit for it? She's thinking of the Cinderella on Disney, Disney Cinderella. And yeah, she has blue glass slippers. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, my point was that the, uh, that the podcast has, has changed format a little bit, but it's, but it's still us and we still talk about the same things that we used to. Beginning with my kid bumping the microphone and talking at the same time and refusing to leave the room when I said it was time to be done with that. That doesn't bring you back to old times. That's not nostalgic enough for you. I don't know what to say. We don't know what to do. (laughs) We can we've got that we've got disruptions, we've got my uh, phone's ringing imbalanced microphones. We're bringing up stuff for background noise for another episode of the podcast and don't even have the information that I need to talk about it. I'm texting my sisters now. Why? Because it was them who brought up. Okay. So that was the end of good grief here. (laughs) Good grief. Okay. And the next one is peaches in a whirl. Yeah. Peaches in a whirl. I've been known as the peaches my whole life long as I can remember and from time to time when I get passionate about something my dad likes to accuse me of being in an emotional world mm-hmm. so this is my segment and I get I to talk about what I want and all I know is that the pastor was named Timothy something because that's how Tabby helps me when I text her and say what was the name of that guy with the pre no, we don't, it doesn't matter what his name is yeah because I want to turn his name into a verb where basically oh. anytime a person pulls this crazy exegesis where they will pull something from the Bible and then explain to the audience explain to the congregation that it actually means the exact opposite of, of what of what the bible what says it, it says. means right and i didn't just even, call it pastor timming pastor timming yeah i didn't even listen to the whole sermon but the chunk that was taken out for tabby's benefit was when um, a friend was explaining to her that christianity is all about winning people to jesus through your personality and your niceness and mm-hmm. you need to be able to you know, basically treat people the way that they want to be treated. Now, this was a person who was citing it, citing the sermon to Tabby yeah. as as a thing that was supposed to be taken seriously. Right. So this it's wasn't scripture irony. It's right. Bible. You should be you should be practicing basically used car salesman Christianity, where you build these relationships and tell people what they want to hear because that makes it easier for them to come to Christ. Right. I mean, you straight sell, up, you sell Jesus the same way that people sell cars. You right. get you get the relationship. You get the guy to say yes as many times as possible. Right. Yes, <laughs> little. Uh, in unimportant conversations just to get him used to saying him, yes, yes, get yes. Get him comfortable. You give him gifts so that he feels right. obligated to return the favor. You it's know. Nice. Well, yes, it's nice. And all oh, those, those shoes, are they comfortable shoes? Yes. yes. It just doesn't matter as long as they say yes. And then once they get into that rhythm, then you can say, wait, well, hey, can you see yourself driving this out of here today? Yes. Can you see yes. yourself sitting yes. down? Yep. Yes. Can well, you see yourself following Jesus? Yes. yes. So the illustration was yes. Jesus. Jesus says that he He's the gate, right? Jesus says that I'm the gate and those who enter through me, I, I forget, but it's essentially a repeat of the, um, I'm the way and the truth and the life. No mm-hmm. one comes to the father except through me. And he, he says, I'm enter the through gate. the narrow gate. Is that what it was? That's yes. That's another one. Enter through the narrow gate. But that's talking about, um, the kingdom of heaven generally, but yeah, 
that was the scripture that this guy was preaching on. Then he goes on to say, indeed, Jesus is the gate and Christians, the church, we're the hinges. The hinges. So Jesus is the gate, literally. So Jesus is not the way. He's the doorway. He's the door hanging in the middle of the way. Right. And we, and he literally says this, if we're too stiff. It's John 10, 7. I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Right. 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 But if we other Christians are too sticky or too stiff and we don't move well enough, the gate has a harder time opening. Yeah. He literally said that. Yes. We impede Jesus' ability to have the sheep enter in. Yeah. If if the sticky it's it's basically us. We are the ones who decide whether or not the sheep get in. Right. Jesus is the gate, <laughs> but it's really us. And Tavi literally Tavi even said, No, we're the sheep. He didn't leave any room for that. <laughs> like he didn't say we're the hinges. He said we're the sheep. We're inside the gate if we're in Christ. We're not on the gate keeping it from opening. Right. That's like So we gotta stay oiled. We right? we Christians have gotta stay lubricated and greased Oily, up. Yeah. Like a slimy salesman. We gotta like stay slick. Right. You Christians have gotta be slick or else people won't be able to find their way into heaven. <laughs> if you're not slick enough, you're not slippery. So all that to say, I feel like there's a concept there. Like, I feel like as creative as our family is, and as well as we understand analogies, we ought to be able to take like pretty much every parable of Jesus's and And anything from Paul too, and just twist it into an apostasy. Here's the thing that the Bible says. And really what you need to understand about this is the opposite of what it says. (laughs) I know. I know what it says here, but the opposite, the, the head. Oh yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Husbands are the head. But and wives are, are the, the ne- neck. You can't say but or or no. It's like it's basically that improv game where it's yes oh, it's and. and and so you yeah. agree, but you you pretend like you're agreeing, but really you change the entire thing when you add whatever you add to it. Right. You you add your little your little twist on it as if your twist is just as true yes. as the thing that Scripture says. As if you're agreeing with Scripture. Yeah. Here's another equally true thing. <laughs> it's like when you used that to is play. The, that opposite of what was said. We used said. to play that doodle game, and Tavi and Andrew would play this too, my younger brother and sister in church, it, where you'd draw a little picture and then hand it to your friend, and then they'd have to draw they another picture. To it. You are not allowed to erase, and right. you're not allowed to cross or scribble anything out, but you add to the picture to try to win. So if you draw a little man, the next person over may draw like an anvil above his head, right. and then the next person might draw like a little net between the na- the anvil and the guy's head, right. and then... And then the other person draws scissors. Scissors, the right, yeah. right. And so you just keep going until somebody finally taps out. Somebody finally goes and okay, dies. Yeah, I'm done. Or the sermon ends. Right. And then you can go home. <laughs> so it's like that. That's what we're doing with the Bible now. We're just taking whatever the whatever was drew, drawn there by here's by God. Whatever by God. whatever God said, and we're like, yes, that's true. God. Also, this thing that I just made up. Also, here's is a pair of scissors <laughs> to what the Creator of the universe has told us. <laughs> We are the sheep. Uh, Gosh, it's so... And and the fact that this was being shared unironically as if it was helpful, that is the whole problem with heresy. Yes. That's the problem. And we can laugh at it, but the fact is that it is 
it's affecting people. There are people out there running around out there now going, well, I am the gate. Oh, Jesus we is, definitely were laughing. I'm and the hinges. <laughs> Jesus is the gate, but I am the hinges. I'm, I'm the and one I were upon laughing. which Christ swings. Marlo was laughing. Megan was laughing. And then we were all accused of, of sitting in the seat of mockers, which mm-hmm. is another scripture reference that's yanked from context. It <laughs> doesn't surprise me. Right. Well, and because people, again, people equate their own their own words and their own thoughts with right. God's. And so they say, well, you're not supposed to mock me. How dare you mock We had that happen on, in Gab a couple of weeks ago where that guy was um, yammering at us about uh, pr- the prophecy that Trump was going to have another. Trump was still not done. He was going to get back into the Oval Office. And uh, if not during our lifetime, then 100 years from now. Remember that dude talking like that? I got it. What? It's, you got the sermon. It's City Church, and the Are you uh, gonna call them out. Yeah, it's City Church, May second of this year was when it was streamed. Timothy McCain on loving your neighbor, and this and the sermon's called "Gatekeeping the Gate." Uh, Gatekeeping the gate about how we who Christians, is Jesus? Right. The idea of being the gatekeeper for Jesus is a fantastic. Well, a gatekeeper is a negative thing. Like he doesn't want you to be the gatekeeper, but he seriously is suggesting that you can prevent Jesus from his uh, from his way, from his right. will, or from. If his... you're not slick enough, people yeah. can't get people can't get in through the gate. Yeah. Unless you are yep. in good shape. There Christian. you go. Wow. Uh, but it's only got like a couple hundred views on this sermon, so. Well, at least he's not popular yet. It'll probably have more now. <laughs> Good. Good. Go on, Carl. Go look at it. Probably and have more views now. Tell us what you think about that. But Maybe. Yeah. Not everybody is as fascinated by heresy as we are. Oh, my gosh. We were laughing. And it's just like, I can't even believe. But then I can believe because, mm-hmm. because I've heard that done with um, gender roles and sexuality. Right. Um, you know, how, well, you know, homosexuality was just a made up word and uh it's just a social construct doesn't mean what you think it means and stuff like that so i've, I've heard think, i've heard that many times from from other christians where they'll say well you know it's just a word if, if you you bring up a thing it's even if it's in scripture and like, well you know it's just a word and it, yeah, yeah it's a word it's how we but, communicate but words represent ideas which which are thoughts and so right to just to just blow it off and say well it's just a word yeah everything is a word so is the word just yeah <laughs> It's just a word. Well, word just is just. People got to do a better job of uh, of holding pastors accountable for what they say. Yeah. Well, I just think that Carl should send us uh, his suggestions for new ways to interpret scripture that we can laugh at. Yep. If you hear a really convicting sermon, the first thing you need to do is figure out how you can stretch that analogy. How you can send it to us. Send us at nextdoor at johnbranion.com. Nextdoor at johnbranion.com and send us your uh, your twisted scriptures and we will uh, we'll try to we'll try to interpret. It would be fun if you send it to us as an actual like sermon or a sermon illustration and see if we can send it to us straight up like you were actually trying to preach it. Yeah, just send us your analogy and see if we could figure out where see if you, you can got slip it, it past us. In yeah. Scripture. See, see if we Right, don't don't give us the scripture reference. <laughs> just give us the give us the idea and we'll see if we can figure out where it came from in scripture and uh and what's wrong with it. This will be fun. It'll be a fun fun thing to do. See if we can put peaches, peaches in a world. That's all I got on that one. That's all you got. All right. Well, I have a 
I'm ready to to die on. This is where we take. Are a, you going? Are you going to read us the continuation of last time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, I was. It was suggested to me that a hill to die on would be that the. It was the Sunday is the first day of the Sunday week. Sunday is the first day of the week. Hill, which we all, including Luke, de- declined to die on. I think that's right. We because. It was presented as um, a, a, a basically a smack, a, a, another another degrading or uh, tearing down of Christianity in the public forum because Disney had listed no, Monday as the first day of the week. No, it wasn't presented like that. The reason that we all declined to die on that hill is because it was presented as a, we have to refer to Sunday as the first day. Right. But but the the premise was that that was sent in by Carl is that that it was a subtle jab at the the nature of uh you are confusing the two emails. When he wrote the second time, just read what he wrote the second time because right. that was well written. All. After listening to the podcast, I think that if I took the Alka-Seltzer out of my mouth, I might be able to make my point a bit better. Now, the Alka-Seltzer yeah, was just, your thing. You just go back. Go back, Carl, and watch the last episode yep. and you'll understand that. Because the only way you could disagree with me is if you didn't really understand what I was saying, right? Right. <laughs> so this is a person who listens to our podcast because right. he speaks our language. Uh, I also think me not trying so hard and failing to be funny might help as well. Never stop trying to be funny. My point is this. Sunday no longer being the first day of the week is a symptom of the deteriora- deterioration of the Christian worldview and the blustering of the secular worldview. That's what I was trying to say. I think of it alongside the push for CE instead of AD in our mm-hmm. dating system. Mm-hmm. And CE is common era versus Addo Domini, which is the year of our Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, while this, with this most notable symptom of this deterioration being the adherence to the theory of evolution, the secular world wants to rid itself of the constant reminders of Christianity. They don't want to structure their dates around the birth of Christ, nor their weeks around the resurrection of Christ. In the same vein, they don't want to see God's work in creation, just a product of chance and time. All of that I agree with. I think this holds true in the Christian church too. The amount of churches completely and partially closed um, shows their deterioration. I can't imagine a Christian fighting for Sunday being the first day of the week and then also fighting to get other Christians' churches closed. That's a good point. You guys mentioned dying on the pronoun hill, and that is just the latest in this deterioration. Pronoun usage is just much more contested due to the politicization politicization politic Politici- politicization politicization yeah. it's connected to politics and the absurdity extent of the issues plus there's a physical evidence involved at the end i'm the guy with the red yarn saying it's all connected the mindset that doesn't want Sunday to be the first day of the week is the same mindset that doesn't want God's created order to affect gender. So maybe you might be more willing to die on this hill now. But even if not, hopefully you are willing to die on the mountain range. Not sure how far to push the analogy right. um, of keeping the Christian worldview the main worldview. Let me know what you think. Uh, plus, it seemed funnier to pick the front that no one else seems to be fighting. And Mickey triggered me. Right. Well, that's why I said I would die on the pronoun hill. 
I just didn't like that he named that hill Sunday as the first day of the week. Mm-hmm. If he had just named it Words Matter, I'd be right there. Mm-hmm. I'll die on that hill. But I, I'm saying now we got another email. We got two emails from different people. About the same thing? Uh-huh. Hmm. Brand new listener to the Comedian Next Door podcast. I appreciate the lighthearted nature of it, as well as the podcast putting my young daughter to sleep in the car when she <laughs> refused to nap. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if only we could get it to do the same for my kids. I'm not sure I appreciate that. Uh, I just listened to the We Don't Feel Like Doing This episode and would like to be a butt person regarding the calendar of Mickey Mouse. Oh, okay. You may tell the Carl who brought it up that I will gladly die on that hill with him. So that's why I'm reading this email. So there's two people. You've got another... There's two Carls dying on this hill now. Okay. All right. So you're not dying alone. Hopefully it won't be too long-winded. Though I agree there are more spicy and obvious issues with Disney. The calendar thing is actually the crack in the foundation. It is akin to the French Revolution setting up a 10-day week. It not only degrades and directly attacks a good Christian culture, it destroys society when you mess up the way God set up his creation in time. It is especially poignant after all the uh, unjust and unrighteous church shutdowns that pastors caved on in in 2020. Now, what we have is two different people Pointing to the same thing, right? right? They're both making reference to the uh, the created order, and they're saying it, it, the shutdowns are symptomatic of this deterioration. Mm-hmm. And they're both saying this, all right? Uh, he finishes creation seven days very purposefully. That is why our weeks are seven days and why seven is the number of completeness in Scripture. This shows to us God's praiseworthiness. Worthy are you, O Lord, and our God, to receive glory and power and honor. For you created all things, and because of your will they existed and were created. Revelations 4.11. God set up the Sabbath on the seventh day for multiple reasons, giving man a day of rest, but most primarily to point ahead to Adam's unfinished state and the fulfillment of God's rest in the last Adam Christ. See, this is really thoughtful uh, and well thought out. And so I'm not going to read all of it because it's pretty long, but I will say that it has changed my uh, but that Sunday is the seventh day of the week, isn't it? Isn't that a hill? The Sunday is the seventh day. Because I said in the last episode, I, I would die on the that hill case. that says that Sunday is important or that the Sabbath should be set apart. On the seventh day, he rested. Right. I, right. My only qualm, really, was just the way that it was phrased because I'm not willing to go to war over... Um, just like I wouldn't say that like the King James version of the Bible is the only version that you can read or something like that. Not because the Bible isn't important. Right. And not because the King James version is, uh, is bad. Right. No, I just wouldn't, I just didn't like the way that the, that the hill was labeled. It was titled that Sunday has to be the The first first day day of the week. week. And that struck, that struck me as not nearly as thoughtful as, well, it needs to be set apart and words matter and all of these other things that I definitely could get behind and I think say with more so, clarity. So we will die on a hill. I will die on a hill that says that Sunday is a special day and a significant day in the uh, Christian theology. But as far as still the order with which it's referred to, um, although at the same time, I got I to gotta admit that I, I think there is something to the idea that there is a subtle... Um, there's a subtle war going on against the things of God. Um, but you're right. I hadn't, and, and until you said it, I hadn't even thought about 
the seventh day he rested, not right. the first not day. Not the first he day. He didn't rest first and then spend six days creating everything. Right. But just having... Oh, <laughs> I just shot myself. I just killed me on that hill. Boom. I yeah. was just going to say that uh, having the conversation is the important part. Being able to talk to people about why you believe what you believe is what matters. And you have to have words to do that. And it was a well thought out argument from both of them. They would, they would, didn't, they weren't just being argumentative. They actually had some points that they were making. And so while I'm still, I still don't think I'm ready to die on the hill that says we have to refer to Sunday as the first day of the week. I am willing to stand on the hill with you that says that uh, that Christianity is being edged out of culture, and there's nothing wrong with us. Uh, there's nothing wrong with saying no. Sunday is the first day of the week. And, uh, and I'm going to keep it holy. I'm going to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. There's nothing wrong with that. I will die on that hill. I hope you've been wordy enough today. <laughs> Goodness. Have I been? It's been a long one. Yeah. All right. See you next time, Carl. <laughs> Send us your Maybe, uh, heresies. If I'm allowed. Next door. Uh, at johnbrandy.com and uh, also go to johnbrandy.com and and come with us on vacation go to vacate with the comics okay that's it bye Carl okay that's it that's it bye look for John Brannion on MeWe and Gab also be part of the show by sending your questions to nextdoor at johnbrannion.com see you next time neighbor neighbor